Hello, everyone. Hello. Hola. Elsie, what do you say? Hello. Chapter 40, chapter 40. Today is chapter 40. We're gonna read a little and then we'll talk about it. Chapter 40, chapter 40. It's, what is that tune from? That's something from Cinderella, Cinderella, isn't yeah. it? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You never know what's in your father's head. I just don't know. Really? You should make up a different song that includes like a different tune. Uh, I know we did that Esther song, and we'll have to do a Joseph one by the time we're through with all this, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna look at the time when J- Joseph was in jail, and at the start of chapter forty, you remember that Joseph was in a special part of the jail. You know, he was in a place where. Oh, well, the king's prisoners were confined. He was in a place where the king's prisoners were. So just like we said, you know, he's going to learn a lot about Potiphar's house. He's probably going to learn a lot about Pharaoh's house now because king's prisoners. Or maybe people that threatened the king. I don't know. You know, this might be a a different kind of part of the jail. And that's interesting. So... Why don't you introduce chapter 40 to us, Emma, by reading um, like the first four verses. Sometime later, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their master, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officials, the chief cupbearer and chief baker, and put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, in the same prison where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, and he attended them. Mm. He assigned these two to Joseph. So remember, Joseph had some responsibility. God had already put Joseph in a position to meet these new two guests. Mm-hmm. So what are these two officials? Uh, chief cupbearer cup and chief baker. Ooh, chief Cupbearer. What do you think a chief cupbearer did? Um, it shows like, in my picture that he's um holding a cup. Yeah. And he's pouring grape juice in. Oh. Because he's holding grapes and he's like, or squeezing the juice, squeezing the grapes so that well, the juice would. Well, I, I think he would probably make the Pharaoh. wine. Mm-hmm. And and then serve it to the king if mm-hmm. he wanted. Mm. So if you were a king and somebody brought you something to drink that could have poison in it, you probably need to trust that person very much, too. Mm-hmm. Right? Somebody who's handling your food and your drink is very, very close to you. Mm-hmm. You need to trust them. Do you remember that when Joseph was serving in Potiphar's house, that he had control of everything except the... Food. Yeah. So that was a special that was a special trust relationship there too. And this cupbearer and this baker are both involved in what goes into the king's the pharaoh's belly. So both of these two are somehow they anchored the pharaoh. Maybe he I don't know, was bothered by what they did or nervous about them or Disappointed in some way and got upset. Maybe the cupbearer dropped the cup of wine. (laughs) You spilled it on my robe. Or didn't make the right wine, and the baker 
Mm. Um, Baker didn't have food ready when he was supposed to. Well, let's look at the next little bit. Caleb, can you read that? After they had been. After they had been in custody for some time, the big, um, each of, each of the two men, the cupbearer and the baker of King Egypt, who were being held in prison, had a dream the same night. And each dream had a meaning of its own. Mm. So, what do you think those dreams could be? We're going to find out. But not today. We're just going to do a little bit today. So they, but they each had a dream on the same night. Do you think that they woke up and they're like, I had this very vivid, which means it's like a real in my mind dream. And the other one said the same thing. And that made them wonder about those dreams a little bit more since they both had big, meaningful dreams at the same time. How did they know it was meaningful though? It could have just been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that just like we have other dreams in Genesis that have significance, right? Joseph had his dreams and things like that. So also in Egypt, they viewed they viewed dreams as having meaning and explanations. And you remember in the book of Daniel later on, right? There's still mm-hmm. dreams going on with Nebuchadnezzar and the meanings of dreams, right? So there's a lot of that um, for a long time in the Bible about what people dream about, and and they they need to have some meaning. So these dreams were different, but they both seem to have significant dreams at the same time. Mm -hmm. Elsie. Well, I haven't heard of this book, but, well, it is pretty, like... Pharaoh uh, and his servants get the wife. Oh, you remember Pharaoh and the plagues of Egypt from Exodus. That's coming up later. That's a different story and a different time. But, but so that's in Exodus. That's the next book. You're right. This one is earlier. This is like. One of the early times one of the Israelites was down in Egypt, right? And um, Joseph being stuck there. And Joseph is in this prison part, and two people are having dreams who are close to Pharaoh, and they all both had it the same night with their own dreams. So this is significant. And now let's look at what Joseph says. I'll read a little bit. When Joseph came to them the next morning, he saw that they were dejected. What does that look like? Like like sad. Yeah, to be dejected. Can you put your shoulders down, Gabriel? Like and your and make a sad face with no muscles and Look, yeah, look, kind of look troubled. They kind of, maybe they didn't like what their dreams seemed to mean to them. And so, but was Joseph a caring kind of guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was in charge of these two, and they both seemed very dejected, and he was going to talk to them. And so he asked Pharaoh's officials, who were in custody with him in his master's house, why do you look so sad today? We both had dreams, they answered, 
But there is no one to interpret them. What does it mean to interpret a dream? Like tell to, the, to decipher them. Like if there's to no like language. tell the dream. Mm-hmm. What it means. to tell what the dream means. Yeah, when you interpret, you explain the meaning of something. Sometimes, like what if there's a really small child around that doesn't use a whole lot of words, one of you, one who's older, would tell mom and dad, "Oh, well, she wants this." Or he's looking for this. And you'd help explain to us the meaning of what the child was like mumbling or pointing to or complaining about, you know. It was like a way you were interpreting for us. So there are these details in this dream. But how am I supposed to make sense of a dream? Sometimes you guys have dreams, right? And they don't necessarily have meanings from God. But that... Sometimes you're like, I wonder what that meant. Like, this crazy thing happened to us, right? And it doesn't have a meaning. Yes, Gabriel? I can't, I just can't believe that sometimes I think my dreams are real. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I think of happy things, sometimes I have a really uncomfortable dream. Mm-hmm. Don't you think it'd be interesting to listen to the chief cupbearer's dream and the baker's dream and see what they dreamed about we're going to do that the next podcast but look at what the joseph says after he he learns that they had dreams and no one to interpret them then joseph said to them do not interpretations belong to god tell me your dreams i think that's really interesting because he points, he talks to them about the real God and says, God is the one who interprets dreams and gives us meaning. This is true about the whole Bible, is that the Bible gives our lives meaning because it's words from God. And God has the great wisdom, doesn't he? Uh-huh. God is the one who understands everything. And God is the one who teaches us. So when we come into a podcast like this, we say, Lord, you teach us, please. You be our teacher and explain to us how to live in this world because we don't get it by ourselves. You have to be the, our life interpreter, mm-hmm. right? Not just our dream interpreter, but God interprets our life. And, and he helps us understand everything about it that we need to know. And that's most important. We still scratch our heads sometimes and say, I don't get why this happened. But God has a plan to get us to heaven, and he's revealed that to us as a way for us to live. But what else did Joseph say? Not only is God the interpreter of things like these dreams, but he says, tell it to me. Joseph knew what about his role? That God was with him and that God would help him interpret it. Exactly. Yeah, and that was a wonderful thing. He knew that God was on his side and ready to ready to help him interpret these dreams and be a helper for the these two officials. Yeah, because if they didn't have any help, mm-hmm. they would probably tell Pharaoh to send, like, something. Yeah, whatever. yeah, and do you know that when you see somebody who feels sad or dejected, or distressed about something, or worried or afraid, you can do what, like Joseph did. In what way? Help them. Help them? Mm-hmm. How would you help them with what makes them sad? 
Well, or afraid. You could, Find a solution. You could get a, a toy solution. and, like, show it to them if they grabbed it from them and it was one of their snuggles. They would okay, we can help them with practical things in their life. But also we can say, what's making you afraid? Because I have a God who says to us, don't be afraid because I am with you. And what's making you sad? Because I have a God who says, um, I, I will help you and I can bring you joy. Even in the midst of sadness, we can still cry about things, but God brings us joy, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. Because of forgiveness and the promise of eternal life, we have wisdom and words from God that we get to share with people. Can we help? What I think is maybe they didn't know about God, mm -hmm. that he was always with them. And he was watching over them. Mm -hmm. They probably didn't know that. But when Joseph told them that the God was real, mm -hmm. then they probably knew that he was probably watching over them. Mm -hmm. Joseph was ready to help. He was ready to be an instrument for the Lord and helpful in interpreting their dreams. So we'll see how that plays out in the next podcast. Let's pray about this. Lord Jesus, thank you for being with us, especially for giving us your words of comfort and joy and peace. They change our lives. They turn our sorrows and fears upside down and, and remind us that we aren't alone even when things trouble us. Your word accompanies us. It goes with us and gives us meaning. So we ask that you help us learn these words that you gave us in the Bible better and better and and then we can also be comforters for other people when they are hurting. In your name we pray. Amen. Daddy. Amen.